It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand where we bring you the biggest names in the sport. And our guest today is the longest current reigning champion in the sport of boxing. Going on nearly seven years. He is the WBC featherweight champion of the world. He's none other than Mr. Gary Russell Jr. Jam, welcome back to The Last Stand. Mine. What's up, man? <laughs> it's good to have you back. It's good to see you back uh, in the ring. It's been nearly two years since you've stepped in the ring. Why so long? <sighs> Can't get none of these guys to get in the ring and compete against me. Um, realistically speaking, we're supposed to have been fighting, uh, I believe, Ray Vargas uh, sometime last year. I do know that he had a, they said he suffered a, a leg break or he broke his leg or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't feel it though that was in his best interest for his first fight back was to compete against me. So they decided to compete against someone else and we didn't see him until he fought on Canelo's undercard. So not because of me, you know, we can't get these other guys to step in the ring. How much did the personal stuff, and you went through a lot, I mean, in, in the, basically two years, you lose a brother. Yeah. Um, your father has medical issues, has to have his foot amputated. How much of that did you weigh? At any point, Gary, did you say, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore? To be honest with you, it made me want to do it even more. Hmm. I only know how to balance it. That's, the, that's my only way of, <laughs> it's my only way of balance. You know, a lot of people, when they're going through stuff, they tend to dig themselves into a deeper hole. Um, I got six babies. You know, I prefer to live by example. You know, um, it's one thing to tell them, it's another thing to show them. You know, um, I've always taught myself to balance whatever my issues is with full progression. You know, um, if I'm getting frustrated, it makes me want to go to the gym. That's my side. that's my happy place. Yeah. You know, even when I'm done with the conclusion of the sport, I'll still be in the gym. I know that would be my happy place. You know, um, I just tend to balance it that way. Considering the amount of time away, is ring rust a real issue for you in this fight? Nah, I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. You know, like I say, I'm always in the gym. Even if I'm not fighting, I will be in the gym. I will be working out. Um, it's, it's a lifestyle to me at this point. I tell people all the time, if you had to run three miles to save your life, would you be able to do it? And the fact that I have multiple babies, I want to be able to do it with baggage and luggage. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, it's, 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 it's lifestyle for me, and I, content, I prefer to keep my way of shape. You know, I prefer to stay in shape no matter what the situation is. So no, I don't think ring rest is. We put the work in in the gym. You, you even talked about that you had a slight injury uh, for this fight. Why, why even reveal it? Why, usually fighters never say anything. Uh, I'm a realist. Mm. I'm a realist. I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a fake individual. Mm. You know, I'm a realist. You know, I'm real with myself. I've never been 100% going into a fight in general. Um, this particular fight, I'm actually going into it with an injury. I actually injured myself probably like two weeks ago. You know, so it's a fairly fresh injury, mm. but we always got it from the mud. No whining, no complaining. Um, I haven't, they was talking about possibly pulling my fight. Mm. You know, my, my father was anyway. Um, I prefer, you know, I've been out of the ring for so long. I'm itching to get back in here. I'm itching to get back in the ring to display my skill sets, 
um, and my talent to the world. And it makes the end result just that much more, it makes it that much more, man, just to know that, hey, when the conclusion of the fight is over with, then I'll go ahead and reveal and let everybody know what's going on, what the situation is. And realistically speaking, during the course of the fight, they'd probably be able to catch on to a certain extent anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, because at least the great thing about the last stand is you always tell the truth. So oh, man. It's always been your hands, so it's not your hands. Nah, not it's not my hands. Not your hands. Hmm, interesting. You don't want to tell us, Fidel? I prefer not to elaborate. All right. <laughs> um, it is, listen, um, you're in your 30s now. Now, listen, you haven't been as active as some of the other fighters. Father time, they say, is always undefeated. Is Gary Russell Jr. now right for the pickings? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Bullshit if you want. <laughs> think it's sweet if you want. It ain't, ain't going to work out the way you think. You know, um, to be honest with you, I always say intellect over athleticism, regardless of the situation. A lot of these guys become great athletes, but they tend to lack the intellect part. I'm getting to the point in my career where as though it was things that I would have to burn more energy or use more energy, whereas though now I can use less energy and still get the same effect. You know, that makes a difference. That's where the intellect comes in at. You know, so a lot of these guys, basically. So I was reading this, this story on Gary Russell Jr., right? And I'm gonna read it exactly for what, what is said here. Um, certainly the longest reigning champion, one of the reasons why is he's content with that. That's one of the reasons why he doesn't fight as often and his hands are a real problem for him. Is any of that true? That's not true. None of it's true. My hands aren't a real problem for me. Actually, my hands are, are good. Um, as far as me being content with competing once a year, I'm definitely not content with competing once a year. I've been very vocal about wanting to compete against all of these other guys, willing to fluctuate my weight and compete against these guys. I just can't get in the ring with these guys. I can't make them get in the ring with me. What I am content is uh, me competing against the mandatory challengers. To the fans that don't know what the mandatory challengers is, these are the next best guy to the champion. That means they work their way up the sanctioning body. They beat everyone that they needed to beat. I'm not the number one. I'm the champion. So whoever I've been competing in my last three, four, five fights has been the number one guy, the next best guy to the champion. If I can't fight another champion, why not fight the next best guy? Why compete against someone that clearly hands down before the fight is even announced, they know what the outcome is, they know who I'm going to beat. I think that's, that would be me contributing to watering the sport down. I refuse not to water the sport down. So you faced Loma eight years ago. Um, since then, we haven't seen you, in, you know, as you talk about, in the ring with big name guys. And I know when we would talk to, let's say, Santa Cruz and say, well, why won't you fight Gary Russell? Uh, it's never been presented to me. That's bullshit. It's like somebody's not telling the truth here. Yeah. What is going on? I mean, listen, all I can do is say my truth and speak my truth. I can't speak on everyone else, but I do know that these fights has definitely been presented to a lot of these guys. They're choosing not to fight me. Leo Santa Cruz has been in my weight division for as long as I've been competing in the division. You know, he's still now the current WBA world champion. He, he don't want to uh, unify the titles against me. You know, so I'm not sure, man. All I can do is continue to to whoop ass and take names, man. That's all I'm doing. It, it, it's funny you say that because we had Javante Davis 
you know, on the last stand. And so I asked him, I said, look, why not fight Gary Russell Jr.? He's, he's called you out a number of times. And he says, well, Gary Russell Jr. can't sell out the MGM in Maryland. We're about That's big bullshit. fights. That's some bullshit. Because I, I believe, listen, I think you two fight, you can pick any arena in D.C., Maryland, and that thing's going to be packed. It don't even have to be D.C. or Maryland. We can take it to Vegas. We can take it to Cali. We can take it wherever, and it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out, you know. I think that's his way of going around it, going around competing against someone that's really going to give him a challenge, that's really willing to step in there and give it everything that he has. Um, he's a guy where he's a good athlete, but he's aware that I'm a great athlete and I also have the intellect behind it, intellect over athleticism all day in the paint. I mean, it's been, how many times have we seen Javante Tank Davis have to come from behind in the scorecards because he's losing four, five, six, seven, eight rounds to have to come and have a knockout in order to win the fight? You don't see that with Mr. Gary Russell Jr. I'm always the one leading the dance. It's never that way with me. Hmm. Um, any fear at all that when it's all said and done, people are going to say, man, Gary Russell Jr. was great fighter, champion, but man, I don't think he really fought anybody except for Lomachenko. Um, no, no fear at all. Um, even if I fought everybody, it's still gonna be someone that's gonna have something to say. I know at the end of the day, I can't please everyone. You know, my, my objective is to display my skill set to the sport of boxing, um, have a, a level of uh, economic freedom for myself and my family. You know, and, and, you know, just cast my Jews back into the sport at the conclusion of my career, being able to give back to that generation behind me. You know, that's it, that's all. So many of you great fighters are under the PBC banner, and it got so many these guys, I mean, Leo, all, all you guys, are you satisfied with the PBC and how they've kind of helped guide your career that they haven't provided those guys in the ring with you? Um. I can't put all the pressure on them. You know, I can't, they can't force these guys to get in the ring and compete against me. They can't force these guys to get in the ring and compete against me. Um, I do think that the media, as well as the fans, they have, especially the media, because the media has the platform to actually put some of these guys on front street. You have the ability to say, hey, listen, this guy's been trying to make this fight. Why haven't you been trying to make this fight? You listen to what their excuses is and you actually call them out on their shit. I think that's what needs to happen when it comes to a lot of the media. And as far as the fans, they need to start just not supporting some of these fights. You know, especially when you know what the outcome of the fight's gonna be before it is. You clearly know that this guy, he's trying to fight someone that he knows he's gonna beat. It's, it's so lopsided that it's a waste of time to watch the fight. You're only watching the fight just to see this guy fight at this point. You know, the fans are the ones that's truly getting bamboozled. Um, they want to see the best compete against the best, you know, and these guys got to be pushed into that. You know, last time we had you on, you made a statement and it just went viral. I mean, everybody was talking about it, so I'm going to read it because I want you to expound on it. Um, you said, listen, Brian, there's nobody in the sport of boxing, not Errol Spence, not Canelo, not Bud Crawford, that has this skill set in the boxing ability of Mr. Gary Russell Jr., you still believe that? And can you elaborate on that? Hell yeah, I still believe that. Um, the guys that you just mentioned, in most cases, 
They are very, very good in one particular element. They're very, very good in what they're comfortable at doing. I'm one of those guys that, um, it's one thing for you to be good doing, doing something one way. Let me see you do the same shit four or five different ways. Now you got my attention. I'm one of those guys that can do the same shit four, five, six, seven different ways. I don't have to just be a slick boxer. I can be, and I can be great at it. I don't have to be just a, a I can sit in the phone booth and right there in the pocket and be just as comfortable as I could be if I was, if I was boxing. A lot of these guys, they lack versatility. You know, a lot of these guys aren't versatile. They're good in their particular element. That's what makes the difference. That's where the intellect over athleticism comes in at. You know, I think these guys are just good in their own particular fields. Is there a fighter out there fighting right now that even Gary Russell Jr. looks at and says, you know what, man, that kid's talented. I like, I like watching him fight. Hell yeah, Gary Antoine Russell, Gary Antonio <laughs> Russell. Aside, aside from your brothers, aside from your brothers. <laughs> hey, hey, look, you gotta clarify. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100. Okay. I do like David Benavidez. Okay. I like him. Yeah. Um, Exciting fighter too. I like him. Yeah. To be honest with you, I like Caleb too. I like Caleb Plant. Okay. Um, I was telling people that if he was in 15-round boxing shape, he was going. It was real possible he could have beat Canelo. Mm. If he wasn't by the eighth round, Canelo's going to walk his ass down like Jason, and that's what happened. Um, <laughs> um, <sighs> who else? What about Canelo? They say pound for pound he's the best fighter in the world. What do you think? I'll I'll give Canelo that. Um, I I do believe that it was certain people that Canelo didn't fight when he could have had the opportunity to fight these guys. But I'll give him one of the pound for pounds just based upon the fact that people that he did compete against. You know, he fought against a lot of the dogs in the sport. Um, I like Earl. Mm -hmm. I like Earl, and the thing is, this is the thing. So don't, I think Earl is good based upon the fact that he fought a lot of dogs. I still feel as though that Earl is not versatile. Mm -hmm. I think he's a workman, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think, I look at Earl, I'm not gonna say he's a blue collar fighter, but I think he's a, he's a workhorse. You know, but Earl doesn't do anything that really like, Hey, that caught my attention. I like that. He's doing something out of the ordinary, extraordinary. He's strong, he's in shape, you know, and he's gonna come and bring it and he's gonna do whatever it takes to win, you know? So I'll put Earl in that pound for pound list because he, he'll fight, he fought dogs. He fought some of, the, some of the guys that was in the upper echelons, but he doesn't really do anything that's spectacular to me. Neither does Canelo. What about Bud Crawford? Hell no, nah, definitely not Bud Crawford. Hell no, nah, definitely not Bud Crawford. Mm. Uh, what, what do you think about the way boxing has gone when a guy like Jake Paul that, that comes out and says he's made $40 million in boxing over the, the past year? I mean, year. a YouTuber. I think the sport is getting watered down, and don't get me wrong, I'm never against anybody making their money. I'm never against anybody making their money. I just think that, uh, it gives the sport somewhat of a black eye to a certain extent. You know, it kind of waters the sport down to let someone else come into the sport and then basically jump them in front of the people that's been doing it for years and years and years. Um, I disagree on that. I kind of felt some type of way when he fought Floyd Mayweather. 
not the fact that he fought Floyd Mayweather, you know, because once again, I'm never against anybody putting money in their pocket. I was just pissed that Floyd made the fight look fucking competitive. Mm -hmm. He's not a fighter. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be a legend of sport of boxing. Granted, you know, you are up in age. You know, I get that, you know, but, and you've never been a knockout puncher type of guy, but beat his ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Please make it clear that he don't belong in this shit. Put me in the ring with a YouTuber. I don't give a fuck if he's 50 pounds heavier than me. I'm going to fucking destroy him. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> You're going to know, okay, he's a fighter and this guy's a YouTuber. Right. You know, it, it, it's stuff like that that makes a difference. You know, um, and I think it, it kind of waters the sport down to a certain extent, but it adds a, a certain flair because it makes people want to participate in the sport, you right. know, so... It's a little give and take. I'm somewhat biased. I got you. I'm somewhat biased. I got you. Well, Gary, you know, for people who watch uh, and listen to the podcast, we allow them to submit questions. Man, we got so many of them through social media, so we'll get right to them. Uh, first one comes from Twitter. Daily Boxing asks, why did you dis decide to disclose your injury before this fight? Uh, why didn't you opt out and wait until you had recovered before taking this fight? Because I, I haven't competed in over, like you say, in almost two years. I was itching to get back into the ring and fight. Um, I love, I genuinely love what I do. I'm a real competitor, I'm a real champion. I feel, I feel as though that this is the things that champions supposed to do, you know, not look for a way out. You know, if you're a real champion, put it on the line, let's fight, let's make it happen. You know, if your skills, if you really are that skilled, then it's your, it's your show. I believe in myself and I feel as though even with my injury, you know, my skill set and which that I bring, will still be much more superior than my opponent. You know, and then when the conclusion of the fight is over with, even during the fight, I'm pretty sure the people will be able to see something. Yeah. You know, be like, well, maybe it was this, maybe it was that, and then I'll tell them when it's all said and done. But it'll be after a W. Uh, Randy from Twitter asks, Gary, what's next? Uh, are you realistic on a uh, Loma rematch being the weight difference? Even Tank Davis, these guys are fighting at like 140, um, who do you view as the uh, who do you view as the toughest opponent for you at 126 or 130? Gary Russell Jr. and Gary Russell Jr. That's my toughest opponent. My toughest. I never focus on my opponents. My opponent. My toughest fight is preparing myself to the best of my ability. If I'm at my A game, I can kill us. Who the fuck they put in front of me? We can put Godzilla over there. We gonna boogie. That's just what it is. Um, do you think it's realistic, a Loma rematch or tank? If they're willing to make the fight, it's realistic on my, on my behalf. Um, I've shown, it's been documented, you know, that I was able to move up, to go get up to at least during the pandemic, like 140, like 140, still in shape, still in shape, still blocked up, six pack everywhere, you know? So uh, realistically, yes, I can move up and fluctuate my weight and compete against these guys. The question is, would they be willing to step in the ring and compete against me? Josie asked from Twitter, are you the most feared man in boxing? Of course, hands down. Uh, Abel asked on Twitter, uh, why are you still at 126? Because it's a waste of my time. People aren't even trying to compete against me to get the title, uh, let alone why should I vacate my title? And now I have no leverage to get these guys to actually step in the ring with me. At least me being a title, me being a title holder, people have, they, someone's gonna have to fight me for this title at some point. Either the WBC is gonna mandate someone to compete against me, you know, or someone's gonna want it. You know, um, 
I refuse to move up and vacate my title just to stand in line. If I'm going to move up, I want to move up and fight a champion. That's it. That's all. Therefore, I'll stay at 26 and continue to wreak havoc right here. Diego asks, uh, what are some similar traits that you and your brother share when you guys entered the ring? We're fiercely competitive. Uh, no surrender, no retreat. Uh, Elber asks, uh, would you be open to a unification fight against the WBO champion, Manuel Navarrete? Hell yeah, I'm open to any unification match. Uh, Lex asks, the, the question I think a lot of people say, would you entertain a fight with Leo Santa Cruz or has that ship now sailed at this point? I think a fight with me and Leo Santa Cruz, it, I think it lost the... the the actual steam behind it. Um, but yeah, I still beat Leo ass. He still got the title. <laughs> he, still got, he still got the uh, WBA uh, title. There will be a unification match. Um, we can still make that fight happen. If he wants to redeem himself from the loss that I gave him in the amateurs, I'm the one that stopped him from being able to compete in the Olympics. You know, um, if he wants to redeem it, then of course we can make it happen. Uh, as far as the Lomachenko fight, Hell yeah, that's a fight that I want. We can be do some Rocky and Apollo Creed shit. It ain't for the fans, it ain't for, it's for my personal game. You know, um, now that fight right there, it was no injuries involved, you know, but I was, the skill that we was making weight on our entire eight week of training camp was five pounds heavy and we didn't know nothing about it. You know, so we had to lose five and a half, and I'm, I was a pound overweight coming there. So I had to lose basically six and a half pounds before the fight. Wow. You know, um, we still took the fight. Yeah. If I had the, the, the information that I have now, um, I would not have lost all of that weight. I would just allow them to find me and I would have kept my energy, you know, and we would have been able to compete and I would have bust that ass. You know, um, that's just something that I wanted to do for myself though. Uh, time here for the last segment of the show. It is called The Last Stand. Gary Russell, I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh, sure. Well, here we go. Uh, will this be the year that you can guarantee Gary Russell Jr. will fight twice? I can't guarantee that, man, but I would love to. I swear I would love to. I can't guarantee it. I can't make these guys jump in the ring and fight me. Uh, before you retire, what do you want to accomplish in the sport? Uh, man. <sighs> what would I want to accomplish in the sport? Honestly, I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things that I wanted to uh, thus far. Um, I still don't feel as though that I had that actually career-defining fight. Um, one of the things, actually two things that I would want to accomplish, I would definitely want a Javante Davis fight. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to fight him, and I definitely want a rematch with Vasily Lomachenko. Them the two main, main things that I want. Which one of your brothers you think will join you as a world champion first? Whichever one gets the opportunity to fight for the title first. Okay. Uh, if Gary Russell Jr. wasn't a fighter, what would you be doing right now as a profession? Sheesh. That's a mean one right <laughs> there. I ain't gonna have, I ain't gonna, I can't, I can't lie to y'all. I'm fiercely aggressive. Uh, boxing is something that, that saved me and it was something that was needed. You know, I was extremely aggressive and this gave me a sense of direction. Oh my God, I'm not sure, man. I can't even answer that, y'all. Okay. I uh, can't even answer that one. It is one of your biggest regrets not actually being able to compete in the Olympics. 
Hell yeah. It's bittersweet though. It's bittersweet because I grew up in that era where as though I never wanted to be a world champion. I wanted to be an Olympian. You know, um, I was able to become an Olympian. I beat the previous silver medalist to the, the 2004 games to qualify for the 08 games. I had so much support, so much love from fans and people that I, I didn't even know at all. You know, and to not be able to compete, I felt bad, not for myself, but I felt bad for them. I'm like, fuck, I let all them yeah, down, like yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, and it was at that point where though I said, you know, the only way that their support wouldn't go in vain is for me to become a world champion. You know, um, I accomplished that, and as of now, I'm the longest reigning champion in the sport of boxing, you know, so it kind of worked out. It gave me, gave me my fuel that I needed, and, I, and it goes to show me that I'm, I'm a man of my word. Yeah, that's know, great. So. Last question, uh, in your opinion, is Mr. Gary Russell Jr. the most avoided man in boxing? Is he the boogeyman of boxing? Yes to both. <laughs> <laughs> yes to both. And I'm also one of the most intellectuals too. Love it. Yes, you are. You are that and entertaining as well because when you're in the ring, man, I tell you what, oh, yeah. those skills you have in those hands are fast and they are real. And I always appreciate you, man. Man, always a pleasure. My guy. He is the champ, the WBC featherweight champion of the world, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. Champ, thank you. Wow. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week.